to the High Praises Church podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. I believe I have a right now word for us this morning. Um, buckle up, get ready. We're getting ready to go into this Exodus chapter 15, verse 1. And then we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. The Bible says in Exodus 15 and 1, let us stand. Exodus 15 and 1, then Moses and the children of Israel sang the song to the Lord and spoke saying, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider has, 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 has thrown, he has thrown into the sea. And then Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. So shall it be when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You can be seated. This morning, high praises, I believe that it is safe and biblically sound to say that the Lord is highly concerned about where each one of us are in life. He's highly concerned, not only that, but I believe that he has a perfect plan and he has a perfect will for our lives. And it is up to each one of us to dig into the presence of God, the word of God, fasting, praying, studying his word, whatever we have to do to discover the things that God already knows about each one of us. I mean, after all, he is the all-sovereign God. He is the omniscient one. He's the all-knowing God. I believe also that it is biblically sound and, and, and safe to say that it is the devil's job to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. Satan wants to fill many of our heads with the lies that the Lord has forgotten about us. But as Pastor preached last week, the devil is a liar. Truth is not inside of him. Some of us are finding ourselves just like Eve in the Garden of Eden where we're having conversation with the devil. And the only conversation that believers should be having with the devil is nine simple words. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. That's the only conversation that we as the body of Christ should be having with the enemy. The book of Exodus gives us insight on a season that I want to talk about this morning because it is a season that all of us will find ourselves seated and situated in at different intervals in our lives. In Exodus chapter number 13, Israel is making their exit out of Egypt and the Bible says that they're leaving Egypt 
with the expectation of going into Canaan land. When God told Moses to bring them out of Egypt, and when God gave Moses the exit strategy, he did not tell Moses the route that they were going to take. And here they are gathering their belongings. They have the spoils of Egypt. Amen. And, 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 and they're gathering all of these things, anticipating an exit out of Egypt and an entrance into the promised land. God has to work miraculously to get them out of Egypt. He, we know the ten plagues that hit the nation of Egypt. The Bible says he spreads and he parts the Red Sea. And, and Moses and the Israelites walk through on dry land. Listen to me carefully this morning. The Bible also says Pharaoh tries to follow and he gets drowned. Because that's what happens when you follow a word that God didn't give you. And I believe the church age is filled with people that are so caught up into listening to gossip and listening to what other people are saying that we're missing out on the voice of God. We're listening to the wrong voices. Do I have any witnesses in the house today? Amen. That's why you cannot let people use you as a garbage can. Amen, to dump off their filth and their mess because they begin to change your perspective of what you saw as being good. And, 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 and I, I, had this problem, I had this problem happen to me one time. Somebody told uh, 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 somebody that knew me, he said, I don't like him. And he said, why you don't like him? Do you know him? He said, no, I don't, I don't know. He said, but my family don't like him. And he said, well, your family, he said, but if you don't know him, how you don't like him? Well, my family don't like him, so I don't like him. It is possible that our perspective can change of individuals based on what people are close to us say, even though we don't know the individual. And we have to be careful not to let people change our perspective. And Pharaoh followed a word that wasn't given to him. God told Moses to walk through on dry ground, and the Israelites did so. But when Pharaoh tried it, he drowned. Amen. Amen. And so he drowns in the Red Sea. And the Bible says when they get on the other side, the Israelites begin to praise God victoriously. That's what the text is today in Exodus chapter 15, but the praise church was short-lived because God didn't take them immediately into Canaan land. Instead, he drops them in a place called the wilderness. Everybody say the wilderness. Here they are expecting a land flowing with milk and honey, and they're in the middle of the, middle of the desert because God only shows you the destination. He never shows you the route. And if you don't get that reality, you will find yourself feeling lost because it will seem like the route that God is taking you is not leading you to the destination that he promised you. But I got news for you today. There is a method for God's madness. The text says he puts them in the wilderness. And as I read the text, I said, Lord, I don't want to be in the wilderness. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, you do. 
I said, no, Holy Spirit. I don't want my family. I don't want my church to be in the wilderness. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, you do. And I said, well, Holy Spirit, the wilderness is negative. He said, no, the wilderness is necessary. I said, no, Holy Spirit, the wilderness is negative. He said, no, son, the wilderness is necessary. He said, the wilderness only becomes negative when you stay there longer than you have to. Are you hearing me in this room this morning? The wilderness is only negative when you take a stage and make it a state. Amen, somebody. This is a step. It is not my destination. Where you see me at right now, this is not where I'm going to stay at. It's only a temporary thing because my God is moving me into another place. And so when my perspective is able to grasp that, I understand then that the wilderness is necessary. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what is the wilderness? He said the wilderness is a transitional season. Everybody say transitional season. It's a whole. The wilderness is a place where you make a connection. You, you, you want the direct route, but God doesn't do direct routes. You got to stop by the hold. The wilderness represents the season where you're in between shifts. You're not out of, you're, you're out of the old season, but not quite in the new. Out of Egypt, but not yet quite in Canaan yet. Not as bad as it used to be, but not as good as it's going to be. You see glimpses of your future, but you see evidence of your past at the same time. It is a transitional season, and the Lord said, every time I'm shifting you from glory to glory, I have to drop you off in a wilderness season because the wilderness prepares you for where I'm shifting you to. Oh. That this is good. I, I promise you if, you, if you go back and listen to this on podcast, it will bless you. Amen. Amen. So, so, so if you're in the wilderness, listen to me. It's time to shout now. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time to shout. I said it's time to shout. If you find yourself in the wilderness in church, what I've discovered is the wilderness is not just a season. The wilderness is seasons. The wilderness is not just a one-time season. It's seasons. It is, a, it is a place where God drops you every time he's getting ready to next level you. Hallelujah, someone. And God wants to put you into the furnace to prepare you for your next season. It's necessary because the wilderness is a place of purging. Hallelujah. Purging of what? I'm glad you asked me this morning purging of two things number one God wants to purge issues out of your life somebody say God wants to purge issues out of me come on come on talk to me this morning hallelujah because each new level requires attention are you hearing me and what God has for you is going to require so much of your attention, you're not going to be able to afford to give attention to some of the issues in your future that you're having to give attention to right now in your present. 
The Bible clearly describes the Israelites' entrance into the wilderness as one. They were out of Egypt, but Egypt was not out of them. That's why they kept talking about, oh, oh, Moses, we were better off in Egypt where we were eating leeks and melons and the fish that we had in Egypt. And God told me to tell somebody this morning, the reason you can't get this is because you're so stuck on that. Amen. And God is trying to give you this, but you're so caught up in that. And until you give up that, you can't get this. Hallelujah, someone. God got this for you, but you're so stuck on what it used to be and how good it used to be. And, and you don't understand God moves from glory to glory to glory. And, and God says that was an old season, but now I got something greater for you. Oh, my God. And if you're able to receive what I got that's greater for you, you will let it go. Amen. Somebody say you just, just let it go. Just, just think I better let it go. Amen. <laughs> you will always be surprised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, about what God begins to do in your life. And so until I'm purged, a new season will always look like an old one because new seasons always look like old seasons when you're dealing with old issues in new seasons. That's why the issues got to get out of you before the new season is able to be effective. It is a place of purging, but it's not only a place of purging, Number two, the, 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 the Bible narrative tells us it is a place of purging of individuals. Are y'all ready for this? All right? You, 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 you will always be surprised about who don't get to go with you. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you, you will always be surprised about who God doesn't let go. See, the wilderness season is where God begins to evict people from our space that have the potential to interrupt what God wants to do in the next season of our lives. We see this with Moses. Moses begins to beg God, amen, to allow him to, to remove some people from his space. God begins to beg Moses, let me remove some people from your space. Moses was not amenable to God's requests because he had, watch this, an emotional attachment uh, to people who were loyal but they were not healthy. I hope y'all are getting this this morning. There are some people that's loyal to you, but they are not healthy for you. Y'all are too quiet on me this morning. Oh, my God. I know I'm in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. See, see, it's not just enough for you to be loyal to me, but you got to be healthy to hang with me. Amen. Because if you're loyal and you're sick, you're going to make me sick. Amen. And I don't need to get sick at this season in my life. And sometimes we have an emotional attachment to people who have wilderness capacity, but they don't have Canaan land capacity. Did you hear what I just said? There are some people that have wilderness capacity. As long as I was in the wilderness, they were down like four flat tires. But boy, when I walked into Canaan land, they couldn't take the success of where God was taking me to. And because of their mindset, they couldn't celebrate with me what God was getting ready to do. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> come on. Hallelujah. And so what God has to do, 
because with, with our emotions, our emotions makes us intoxicated and unable to accurately access who needs to be in our space. Amen. God has to escort people out who we won't kick out. Y'all ain't ready for this this morning. High praises. Hallelujah. I'm talking to this church. God has to escort folks out who we won't kick out. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. God has to escort them out. And, and he says your destiny is so important that if you won't escort them out, I'll kick them out for you. Amen. I know I'm talking right this morning. I feel the anointing on me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And don't you know that God performs evictions well? Adam and Eve didn't walk out of the Garden of Eden willingly. The Bible says that he drove them out. Amen, someone. And there are some people that God is driving out of your life. And when they leave, can, uh, come on, touch your neighbor and preach with me. Say, let them go. Let them go. I let, come on, somebody, let them go. And I know it hurts. But somebody open your mouth and say, I'm going to be all right, though. Come on, talk to the preacher this morning. I may have to cry, but somebody said, I'm going to be all right. I may not understand why they left, but you know what? I'm going to be all right. Hallelujah, somebody. I may be by myself right now for this season, but it's okay. I'm going to be all right. Do whatever you got to do, devil. I'm going to be all right. Because as long as I got King Jesus on my side, it don't matter who comes and who goes. If God be for me, that's more than the world that can try to rise up against me. Let them go. Let them go. Hallelujah, somebody. For the wilderness is a time. Are y'all ready for this? The wilderness is a time where we have to declare and perform a funeral and a eulogy over certain issues and certain people. Hallelujah. You need to go ahead and say at home while you're all by yourself, all right? They left. It hurts. Family, come on, gather around. Hallelujah. Today, we're going to perform a funeral over these folks. Today, we're going to perform a funeral, and I'm going to preach a eulogy over these folks. You know what the eulogy says? Thank you, Jesus. It's over. Thank you, Jesus. They're gone. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. And, and then we're going to, come on, somebody. You, you know what the preachers say when they, when they bury them, folks. Hallelujah. As it has pleased Almighty God in his wise providence to take out of this world the soul of our deceased brother, sister, we therefore commit their bodies to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes. Come on, somebody. Dust to dust. I'm telling you, when God evicts them out of your life, perform a funeral over it and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad it's over with and I'm glad they're gone hallelujah because listen to me what God is trying to take us to jealousy can't go where, where I'm going touch somebody and say where I'm going low self esteem can't go where, where I'm going competitiveness can't go with me I wish I had some people in here that won't want to with me this morning to say, Lord, where I'm going. Hallelujah, everybody. 
can't go with me. So I have to call this thing out in this season because Pharaoh wants to follow you, but you got to make sure Pharaoh and his army drowns. Are you hearing me in this room this morning? You got to make sure Pharaoh and his army drowns. Hallelujah. This is what I believe after David killed Goliath. He goes over to Goliath and the Bible says he takes Goliath's sword and he cuts off Goliath's head because sometimes the giants are down and you walk away and you go into a new season and Goliath shows up and taps you on the shoulder because he was down but he wasn't dead. But touch somebody and say, come on, this giant that I've knocked down today, I'm cutting his head off because he will not follow me into the next season that God has taken me to. Glory to God. Because this wilderness season is a season where we look and say, God, as, as God said to Moses, hallelujah, the enemy that you see this time, you will no longer see again. Amen. The enemy, oh, come on, I want to speak that over some people in this room today. The enemy you see this time, you will no longer see that enemy again. Hallelujah. It's drowned, it's dead. Why? Because God purges before I'm aware that I'm in need to be purged. So I'm confused and I don't know why they're gone. And God says, I'm trying to keep you from figuring out why. Uh-huh. I'm confused because I'm wondering why they're gone. And God is like, I'm trying to keep you from figuring out why. He says, I want to pull them out before the knife is in your back. Are you hearing me? I want to pull them out before they break your life into pieces. I want to preemptively pull them out because I know what's going to come out of them in secret. Are y'all hearing me? Why? Because, listen, I've discovered this, Pastor Evan, time does not reveal who people are. Seasons do. Amen. Let, let me slow down. I got to get this in. Time does not reveal who people are. Seasons do. You can be one person in one season and another person in another season. And, and sometimes we say people change. They changed on me. No, they didn't. Their season changed. And the season unearthed some stuff in them that another season couldn't unearth. It couldn't uncover. So this purging of issues, this purging of individuals, this purging of attitudes, it is a season where God shapes my mind and, 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 and presents it in a way that he needs it to be for my future as far as where he's taking me to. And, and what I've discovered is Deuteronomy is the reiteration of the law to a new generation in the wilderness. It is the retelling of the law to a people who are supposed to possess the promised land. So God uses Deuteronomy to talk to them in the present and to infuse into them a mindset that they need to operate in for their future. So we take Deuteronomy 6, for example. Because God begins to talk to a people that have nothing and know nothing about how to handle everything. He says to them in the wilderness, watch this. He says to them in the wilderness, now, when you get houses, 
that you did not build in wells, that you did not dig in vineyards, that you did not plant. And then if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, he says, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth. Where did he tell them that at? He told that to them while they were in the wilderness season. Listen to me. Oh, my God. Because he says, before you get to the next level, I got to get you talking next level. I got to get you thinking next level. I got to get you acting next level. And some people don't understand and don't realize that what God is doing is he's shifting your mind before he shifts your life. Your mind has to shift first. Then your body will follow what the mind has already shifted to. Hallelujah. Because you got to make a decision that even though I am in a wilderness season, I feel God shifting me. So I'm talking next level. I'm thinking next level. I'm acting next level. I'm praising next level while I'm in a wilderness season. I'm doing all these things while I'm in a wilderness season because I know where my God is taking me to. Oh, you need to touch yourself. Touch somebody around you and tell them, this is how I'm going to praise on my next level. This is how I'm going to shout when, when he shifts me to my next level. This is how I'm going to dance when I get to my next level. The hallelujah. This is what's going to happen when God takes me, hallelujah, to the next level. Hallelujah. Seasons, as I get ready to close today, seasons, they can't always be predicted. And they definitely can't be avoided. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I just said? Seasons can't always be predicted. And they definitely can't be avoided. And so what do you do with what you can't predict and what you can't avoid? You manage it. Everybody say manage it. Come on, everybody say, I got to manage it. How do you manage it? How I manage it determines whether or not I'll be there for 11 days or 40 years. Did you hear what I just said? An 11-day journey turned into 40 years because they did not manage it well. You say, I feel like David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a king's anointing, but I'm managing sheep. What do I do? Well, you manage sheep well. Hallelujah. Because the God that we serve that sits high and looks low, he sees everything. And he sees while you're in this wilderness season and while you're managing sheep, how well you are managing the sheep that you are tending, amen, somebody. And, and when you've tended those sheep long enough, God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've taken care of the little that I gave you. Come on up a little higher, amen, somebody. Manage it, manage it, manage it. Manage it well. I see what God is doing with my family, with my life, with our church. This route can't take me to where God is where I want to go. But what you have to do is manage it. And as long as you manage the season, rest assured, the same God that brought you out of the old, he will begin to take you into the new one. Hallelujah.
Come on. Give God a great big hand clap of praise in this room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the way, if I didn't tell you the subject of this message, I don't know if it was behind me or not. The title of this message today is I'm passing through Canaan, uh, passing through the wilderness on my way to Canaan land. Now, come on. Come on, just grasp that, that principle for a second. I'm, 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 I'm passing through. I'm not staying here. I'm, I'm, I'm passing through. And, and while I'm passing through, what I got to begin to do, I got to begin to understand 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, that as long as I'm here and as long as God keeps me here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what uh, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says when, when Paul begins to plead with God. Everybody standing on your feet. I'm done today. He, he begins to say, Lord, take the storm from my flesh. And what does God say? My grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. <laughs> My grace. Somebody need to receive that today. Because I, I, I know, I know, I've, I'm in some seasons myself. And I know that there are some people in this room, you're in some seasons, you're in some wilderness stuff right now. And, and you're trying to say, Lord, how long? How long? How long, Lord? And while you're waiting, how long? I promise you, if you manage it well, and if you take on the mindset that his grace is sufficient as long as you're here. Can y'all operate in faith with me today? Come on, everybody, right where you are. If you can't do it, don't worry about it, because I don't want nobody falling. Just turn around. Come on, everybody, just, 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 everybody, just, come on. That's what God wants to do. As soon as you turn around, the Bible says weeping endures for a night. <laughs> Woo! How about I feel the anointing of God, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. I promise you that some of you are getting ready to enter into a morning season. Well, that night, that wilderness, it's over. And everybody that broke your heart, don't talk about them. Come on, don't be bitter over it. Let it go. And say, Lord, thank you for the time we had together. But now thank you for what you're getting ready to fill my life with. Thank you for the people. Thank you for next season stuff. I don't know what all it entails, but I thank you that you are getting ready to open doors that no man can shut. And you're getting ready to outpour on my life because I'm passing through. Everybody say that I'm just passing through. Encourage your neighbor on your left and on your right. I'm just passing through this. Hey, I'm not staying here. Woo! I'm not staying here. I am just passing through. And that's what I want to prophetically speak into the atmosphere of this church and over our lives today. We're just passing through this. <laughs> and I'm getting ready for what God is getting ready to do in this next level. 
this next season. If this word resonates with you today, as the altar workers come, listen, we all need encouragement sometimes. That's all I want to be today. That's all I want to be this morning. Is a voice of encouragement. Because I promise you, I know. I've been in some wilderness seasons where it seemed like it's just taking too long. And then what begins to happen is Satan begins to talk to you about why God don't talk to you no more. Why God's not revealing anything to you anymore. And you go through all of this turmoil and, and you start believing those lies. I've been there. But this is what the warfare, warfare text tells us in Ephesians 6. After having done all to stand. Stand. Come on. After having done all to stand, stand. Put on the whole arm of God. And say, God, I'm going to shift my perspective. And now I know, God, today, you've been doing some things in my life that I didn't even understand you were doing. And I receive it right now. Come on, if this word resonates and you need some prayer today, if you're in a wilderness season and you're, you, you just want somebody to come in agreement with you, come on, just come on up. Come on up and get some prayer today, I promise you. There's an anointing in this house to break the yokes of wilderness season. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings. Our service times are 9 o'clock and 1045. For more information, please visit us at highpraises.org.